You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Friday. It's another start to what should be a fun weekend. We're a couple of weeks away from the 2022 All-Star Game. Make sure in the final day of Phase 2 voting to where you get plenty of Braves are finalists at each position. In the National League, make sure you get out to vote today to support Atlanta having a big, big representation of players, including manager Brian Snicker managing the 2022 National League squad. Make sure you get out and vote for your favorite Braves today. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new fun podcast from site manager Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, that's where we will be for free. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button to get the latest content. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. And when it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And it's a story that it's it's hard to find anything negative right now with how well the Braves are playing. But it's a story that, you know, just seems to be consistent now. And it's a bit unfortunate for the fourth straight series. The Braves won the series. As a matter of fact, I think they've won 11 or 12 straight series in a row. But this is the fourth straight series. The Dodgers, the Phillies, the Reds, and now the Cardinals, in which the Braves have been absolutely outstanding. Except for the final game in the series. This is the fourth straight series that the Braves have won overall, but have dropped the series finale. A 3-2 loss to the Cardinals on Thursday night, and and overall, the Braves basically beat themselves. They had some early opportunities, especially what was just a frustrating, I believe, bottom of the fifth where the Braves, you know, after our Marcelo Zuna double, the Braves had runners on second and third and could not get anyone in to score. Going against Matt Liebertor, a very talented Southpaw, but a young Southpaw at that, and someone that the Braves, you know, routinely this year have done very well against. The Braves arguably have the best offense in the majors against left-handers, and they just could not find any sort of success. It wasn't until late, Michael Harris hitting his sixth home run of the year, Matt Olson getting another RBI single, Olson continuing to show that from the third spot in the lineup, even though the power numbers in terms of home runs may not be as high as many as uh, has expected so far this year, Matt Olson is starting to show that he can be a very consistent cog in the middle of the order when it comes to driving in runs. 
But of course, the game went into extra innings. The Cardinals got a few sacrifice flies. And then an RBI single from Dylan Carlson. The Braves could not answer in the bottom of the half inning. And the Braves lost 3-2. These games happen. You would, you would like for them to stop happening in terms of series finale, but these games happen. Braves offense struggled a bit in this game, and they weren't able to overcome it against a good team in the Cardinals. But the story of the night was Spencer Strider once again, who has now, in my opinion, truly validated not only his spot in the Braves rotation, and again we'll see, what the Braves may do when it comes to his innings overall. Spencer Strider has not only validated his spot in the Braves rotation, he's showing that he's a true asset. Because he now has put together, in three of his last four starts, Spencer Strider has now put together impressive starts against the Dodgers as well as the Cardinals. His success as a starter can no longer be written off as, oh, well, he's doing it against teams he should be doing it against, like he did against, you know, um, you know, competition that was not as competitive, mind you, in, in early to mid-June. But when you've put together the starts that he has against teams like the Dodgers and the Cardinals, you now start to see a pitcher who truly is showing exciting stuff. Nine consecutive outs via strikeout to start the game. A very rare occurrence. Now, he didn't strike out nine straight batters, but the first nine outs of last night's game for Spencer Strider were strikeouts, and I believe all of them were on the fastball. He's showing the ability, he's showing improved ability to control his pitches, not pitch too many pitches early in the game. His control has been outstanding overall. Spencer Strider in 65 in two-thirds innings so far only has 25 strikeouts to 102, or 100, his only has 25 walks compared to 102 strikeouts. But you're starting to see Strider start in and start out, continue to make history for how much he's striking out his opponents as a rookie. But here's a pretty fun group that Strider has become a part of. I looked at players who in their first or second year in the majors, basically, you know, in one of those two years that was the rookie year. But pitchers under the age of 25 in their first or second year in the majors who have pitched at least 65 innings and have a strikeout rate of 12 or better through nine innings. Here's a few names on that list. Josh Hader, Craig Kimbrell, Byung-Hung Kim, are the only ones that have pitched 65 or more innings in their first or second year in the majors under the age of 25 with the strikeout rate higher than Spencer Strider. Each of those pitchers quickly became one of the best closers in the league at a young age when they entered the majors. But here are a few other names. John Rocker, Kerry Wood, Freddie Peralta, Steven Strasburg, Shane McClanahan, Edwin Diaz. What that tells me is, number one, Spencer Strider is doing something that some of the best strikeout artists we've seen over the past quarter century have done at his age. But also, Strider is purely a closer pitching as a starter. And what I mean by that is, is that you typically do not see, it is quite rare, 
to see Strider's ability to produce strikeouts as a starter, it's truly rare to see a starter do it at the level that he's doing it. We all know that, but this puts it into perspective. It's very rare to see Strider having put together this big of a sample size in one of the first few years of his career when it comes to strikeouts. And the players that have done it to the level that he has have become some of the most talented starters or closers in the majors. And the fact that Strider is doing it as a starter shows the value in what he's becoming. So it's great to see the strikeouts. It's great to see the Braves have someone that can strike out opposing batters at the level Strider is. Something that has definitely been missing even over this stretch of success for the Braves. But it's not just that Spencer Strider is one of the best you know, producers of strikeouts that the Braves have seen in a long time. Spencer Strider is striking out people at a rate a player his age few have done over the past quarter century. And it's great to see. And as long as that consistently happens, sure, the Braves may occasionally drop a game in a series finale, but as long as Spencer Strider is pitching the way that he is, he truly may be becoming the man to beat in the 2022 NL Rookie of the Year race. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So the Braves now have 10 games left before the 2022 uh, MLB All-Star Game All-Star break. And the thing is, is that all 10 of those games are going to be against the NL East. They've got three games coming up against the Nationals this weekend. A huge three-game series to start next week against the Mets, which all uh, six of those games will be in Atlanta. And then the Braves will wrap up the first half of the season with four games in Washington against the Nationals. So a big opportunity for the Braves to be able to make up ground in the National League East. And also a big opportunity for the Braves to, after having go- gone through a pretty you know tough stretch of, of opponents going against the Giants, the Dodgers, the Phillies, and the Cardinals, now though the Braves have three games against the Mets, they also have seven games against a team that they clearly have shown they are better than in the Washington Nationals. And this weekend, it starts with the Braves hopefully getting some more consistent starting pitching from the three pitchers that, you know, yes, you've seen improvement from Charlie Morton. You've seen Kyle Wright stay consistent. 
Ian Anderson is coming off a much improved start in his last outing against the Cardinals, but with how well Max Reed and Spencer Strider are pitching right now, you know, it's pretty, I think there's logic to suggest that perhaps over the past few weeks or so, it's been Strider and Freed who have been the two best pitchers in the Braves' starting rotation. Can Morton, and then Wright, and then Anderson, and it's going to be Morton tonight, Kyle Wright on Saturday night, Ian Anderson on Sunday. Morton will be facing off against Eric Fed, Fetty of the Nationals tonight. Patrick Corbin will be going on Saturday night for the Nationals, and Paolo Espino will be going on Sunday. You can make an argument that the Braves should have the advantage starting pitching-wise in each of the next three games. The key is for the Braves to be able to see their starting pitchers perform to that level. But the other key is, is for the Braves to see their starting pitchers avoid tough first few innings. That's the thing that has really stood out when Morton has struggled and Wright has struggled and through Ian Anderson's consistent struggles this year, can the starting pitching for the Braves avoid early trouble? And if the Braves offense can, can you know, if the Braves starting pitching can avoid allowing the Nationals to have early success, can the Braves offense have early success? Obviously, Austin Riley has been outstanding over the past week or so. Can the Braves offense, can Ronald Acuna Jr., who's fallen off a bit over the past few games, can he have a big series against the Nationals? Dansby Swanson continuing his excellent play. As I mentioned in the first segment, Matt Olson continuing to show just how productive he can be when it comes to helping to produce runs for the Braves. Can the top of the Braves order produce early success to support their starting pitching? Those are two key storylines from this series. Another key storyline for the Nationals is that Juan Soto had been dealing with a bit of an injury, I believe a bit of a calf injury, but he appears to be ready to go and back. I think he's played a few games since the start uh, over this past week. He should be in the lineup for the Nationals. So, you know, hey, from the aspect of being able to see Ronald Acuña Jr. and Juan Soto on the field at the same time, any baseball fan should be looking forward to that. But from a Braves perspective, hey, you want to see as less of Juan Soto as you possibly need to. So yes, the Nationals lineup, especially with how Josh Bell has been performing this year, the Braves do need to be mindful. Though they should have the advantage, the Braves are clearly the better team in this series. They need to be mindful of just how, obviously they know how talented Soto is, but how good Josh Bell has been at times this year as well. It should be a fun series. Hopefully, it will allow for the Braves to be able to get another series win, and perhaps, with how good the Mets have been playing, the Braves right now, I believe, are four and a half games out of first place from New York. If the Braves could sweep the series, get a series win, maybe they can close the gap a bit on New York before their series next week, and perhaps a week from now. We could be talking about the Braves having, you know, maybe only being a few games out of first place in New York with an opportunity to close that gap even more facing the Nationals before the All-Star game. So while the Braves do have a bit of an easier road moving forward than they've had over the past few weeks, it only becomes easier if they play to their true talent. They've had no problem doing that over the past six weeks, obviously. The hope is they will continue to do it this time 
as they play 10 straight games against NL East rivals. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, as well as free on all podcast platforms. Just hit the subscribe button. That's where our content will be for free. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.